Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kinseido Corner. Unbelievably, it's already episode number 29, and today I've got a another awesome guest on. Somehow I say that all the time. Must be because all my guests are awesome. Um, today I've got Anthony Sutono from CrossFit Garuda. He's a co-owner and a head coach uh, over there. Very experienced CrossFitter, also in the in the Jakarta scene, and uh, and I'm thrilled to talk to him. Um, catch up about um, what he's been doing, how he well, first of all, how he started in CrossFit, um, how that led to him being uh, as a successful athlete, then as a coach um, into being a gym owner, and most recently he's also started working on an app that I'm sure he'll tell us all about. Um, welcome, Anthony. How are you? Hi, Joe. I'm well, thank you. I'm so excited for today, and um, I just want to say to kick things off that uh, we are officially popping my podcast cherry. That's the uh, that's the sound of the, the cherry pop. Nah. Nice, 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 nice. Cool. I'm, I'm super thrilled, super thrilled to have the honor um, of popping that cherry. Um, Please be gentle. <laughs> um, so I think maybe we can start off a little bit about you and perhaps we start off at a point in time about two years ago, which is, I think, when we first met, which was at um, Reps for Rebuild, a, um, a competition or, or an, an event, a charity event that, uh, if I'm not wrong, that, that you put on, that was basically your initiative and, uh, and your, um, yeah, your doing. Um, awesome event as a, as a participant. It was a super fun event, um, obviously for, for a good cause, which, um, which, I'm, which you can touch on a bit again if, if you'd like to. But tell us, tell us how, well, how, how did you come to that, to that idea, and, and how did, how did you, um, well, how did you think of a, a CrossFit event as a charity event, and, and how did all that fit into your CrossFit journey uh, overall? Okay, so um, Rats for Rebuild, first of all, was the brainchild of my cousin and my uh, business partner yeah, at CrossFit Garuda, Peter. So it was actually his, um, his idea. Um, he basically had an idea of uh, doing something for charity and then working together with the Happy Hearts Foundation. Um, at that time, we were looking at uh, doing a charity to raise funds for areas of Indonesia that has been uh, affected by a natural disaster. Um, so yeah, at that time, that that's um, that's that was the that was where the idea came from. And then we worked together with Century Hotel. Um, with my buddy uh, Lucas over there, and um, yeah, we, we we had that uh, fun, fun, uh, fun event. Um, and yeah, that you're right. That that is when uh, when we actually uh, officially met. Cool, cool. So I mean, again, you say that, or or given what the event looked like and, and how it was run, um, it's clear that um, that you had uh, a lot of CrossFit experience, um, coaching, running events, uh, and all of that beforehand. So maybe take us back to how did how did your CrossFit journey start, or how did your journey in fitness overall start? Yeah, so um, in the beginning, um, I started doing uh, fitness or like training at the gym uh, at a Globo gym at Fitness First. It wasn't even to um, to look a certain way, or like even you know back then there wasn't any CrossFit. This was probably around two thousand and six. 2006 yeah at that time i was playing uh competitive basketball and basically being a small chinese guy i was too small 
um, against my competition. Um, so my coach at the time, this was uh, back in Australia um, uh, at state level basketball. Um, my coach basically said, hey, you know, you're able to kind of take on your defender. You can beat your defender. Sometimes you can take on the second guy that comes to help. But the third guy, you're basically getting beat up every time. So that's uh, with that, I started um, lifting weights. Um, back then, there wasn't any sort of, you know, a readily available information in regards to functional training as you know what it is today and all what it was um turned into crossfit or you know functional training in general it was all very bodybuilding um kind of workouts so at that time that's the workouts that i did um and for my birthday one year probably about a year into training one of my friends or my friends um my mates base bought me uh, the Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. as a joke, but I didn't take it as a joke. I just took that and I was like, well, this is all the information is right here. You know, like in regards to how to train, um, how to how to recover, um, nutrition, you know, programming, everything was in there. So I, I, I basically took that, that was supposed to be like a semi-joke, um, you know, coffee table book, kind of thing just like a cool thing to head into kind of like how I actually trained um so I did that and the volume of that is massive that's not supposed to be for like a casual training or even someone that's like a year in or someone that's not competing so it wasn't like I'm not saying that I did it you know program you know set by set I'm not saying that I'm just saying I it's uh I I started to get I guess I opened up my mind um, with what was available in regards to how, you know, people of that level trained and that level of intensity, I think, carried through because at that time, being a, like I said, like, a, you know, a small guy, I had like a bit of a chip on my shoulder, a bit angry, you know, a bit angry that I was small and all that. So then I, I think that carried into my training. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoy, I really enjoyed training, um, you know, bodybuilding. I got like, relatively jacked and then uh um you know i i really enjoyed that my basketball eventually actually suffered from it because i couldn't play properly i couldn't run i had a lot of issues and um probably around five or six years in uh, that's when people started doing crossfit so at that time at our gym we would see these guys come in and they would do weird pull-ups they would do um they would do a lot of skipping they did like all these you know just weird lifts that you know i've never really seen before so then i approached them i was like hey what do you guys do like are you guys i actually asked are you guys like gymnasts like you know are you, you know you're not doing you know bodybuilding stuff and they're like oh no we do like we do crossfit and i was like oh okay i was like that's interesting that's cool but i never thought like oh i'm gonna do it because at that time i was like yeah that might look cool but, but you know i still look better though you know what i mean like so i wasn't like immediately like hey i'm gonna do this you know what i mean yeah. and also at that time uh, a couple of my friends started doing it who were younger and basically in like two years of doing crossfit they were able to match the the same numbers that i was doing and i was probably lifting i mean i was already training into like year six year seven and I was training with guys who were competing and things like that. So my numbers at that time, I felt were, you know, like, well, that's how long it took me to get there. You know what I mean? And whilst these guys, it took them like two years, like two, two and a half years, you know, of doing CrossFit. And on top of that, they were a lot more 
flexible. They didn't have knee problems. They didn't have, you know, they could run, they could jump, they could do all these cool gymnastic stuff. They had a lot, their, their skill set and, uh, you know, capacity was just much bigger. But still, even then, I didn't do it. I didn't want to do it. I was so comfortable, you know, going to my gym. I've been there for a while. I know the guys, the guys know me, you know, like it was just because that's just what I was used to. Um, so then uh, I eventually moved back to Indonesia and started working for my family business. I always knew that that's what was going to, hap going to happen. And when I moved back, uh, I was looking for a gym and the gym that I went to, I won't say the name of the gym, but it's a Globo gym. Uh, didn't have a squat rack. Like they just didn't have a squat rack. And I was like, that's very odd. Like, you know, this is like a diff chain. And then that, at that time, um, yeah, like they didn't have a squat rack. They didn't have uh, a, a lot of free weights. They had a bunch of machines and stuff. Um, so I was, I was, yeah, I was like, okay, this is not going to work. And then one of my buddies basically said, hey, there's like CrossFit that just opened um, in Jakarta, uh, CrossFit Equator. So I contacted them and they literally, like Brian, Brian Panji, um, he just opened like the week before or something, or even that week, maybe, I don't know. But I, I moved back to Jakarta. That was probably like on a, on a Wednesday. I remember I went to this gym and then on like the Thursday, I, I contacted him. And then on Saturday, I, I, um, I, I just showed up at his house that back then the gym was still at his, in his garage. And, um, and basically he gave me this workout. It was like um, 800 meters run, uh, like 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, 30 sit-ups, 40 air squats, 800 meters run, something like that. Like, mm -hmm. a, like a simple, very simple workout. And I just got my ass handed to me because as soon as like he said, go, I just sprinted like coming from a basketball background. We don't pace ourselves in our run. It was like, okay, he said, the coach says sprint. I just, sprint. You know, I mean, he said, go, I just went. And I, you know, I, I ripped my hands on the pull-ups. I, you know, like I just killed, I just like passed out from, you know, that workout. But then, uh, you know, ever since then I was like, okay, this is how I'm gonna, um, how I'm gonna train. So long story short, basically the beginning of it wasn't because I, fa I found it immediately like oh my god like I you know this is going to be something that you know that I that uh, that I would dedicate a lot of my time to it was just sort of like oh I needed to have something to get strong and then after I was like oh maybe there's an, a better way um yeah because what here's the thing when the movie 300 came out, we used to do, you know, the 300 workout back then. Yeah. There was a, if you go on like online forums, you can go to the, look at find guys like Jim Jones and things like my friends were really into that. And then, so like they shared a lot of that stuff with me and then we would do like the 300 workout and we would just do it with like really bad form. But it was, we had a great time doing it though. Like this was, and we were still doing it at the Globo gym. You know, and it was just like meathead stuff, but it was great, man. Like I, we had such a good time. We used to do it before going out to clubs and stuff. We did it. We would do it, like get all like fired up and then we would go out and you know, like it, it was just, <laughs> it was just something that we did. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of um, that, that era, I guess, like 2006, 2007, 2008. Yeah, around, 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 around about 2008, 2009 was when like CrossFit started happening in, um, in Perth where, where mm. I grew up um, and that was yeah that was when I we started seeing like these guys getting super super fit or oh, they were already super fit but like getting mm. really like to have this capacity that was you know something that we definitely well I definitely had never seen 
before. Um, yeah. So that that was the start of it, Joe. <laughs> yeah. No. Totally. Uh, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Great story. And I mean, um, starting with uh, starting with bodybuilding or starting with like regular global gym training. That's kind of that's probably how many of actually I don't even know how old you are, but I'm going to say many of our age, uh, many people who were already adults or adolescents before CrossFit even existed. Um, that's how we started, right? I mean, I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, there wasn't CrossFit when I was, um, when I was growing up, when I, even, even in my university days, there wasn't CrossFit, at least not in, uh, not in Germany and, um, and, uh, and going to the gym meant, uh, yeah, meant three sets of eight, uh, <laughs> bicep curls, bench presses, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and you could get results, obviously, if you, if you did it properly, uh, if you did it in a dedicated way, you could get great results at least let's say aesthetically and also on strength numbers but um but conditioning um typically lacked and and yeah and your experience with your first with your first workout which i think probably i i don't i don't know that many people who don't remember their first workout when they whenever whenever they showed up for a crossfit gym whatever their first workout was people typically remember it because it it doesn't matter how strong you are it doesn't matter how fit you are you kind of always end up on your back <laughs> it's just it's just something you're not you're not used to um uh, and, it, and it's fun i think i mean my first one my first crossfit workout was um it wasn't a named workout or anything it was it happened to be in bali uh, around the christmas period and it was a, a 12 days of christmas type of workout um and it, yeah, well, obviously it, it totally, it completely destroyed me. I don't think I could walk for the next couple of days, <laughs> but uh, no, super fun, super fun. Um, cool. So yeah, so that means your, your why history. Did you, why did you like it? Why did you like, why did you like it? Like after doing that, what made you be like, hey, I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do more of this. Cause for me, honestly, at that time, if I, if I gym, I had a squat rack, or I had another gym with a squat, I don't think I probably, I'll just keep on doing that. You know what I mean? Because okay. that's how I was, but I, but I didn't. But then at Brian's place, at CrossFit, there was a squat rack. There was mm. there was one squat rack back then. Um, so then I was like, okay, they, they have a squat rack. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do some squats here. Yeah. You know? Okay, so, <laughs> that's um, Yeah, but what about you, man? Like what, what, what made you like, okay, this is something that I wanna do? No, I guess for me, I mean, coming into CrossFit was quite late, so that was, that experience that I just described, that was end of end of 2017, um, and uh, and and I was already I was already running my running my boot camp here in uh, uh, here in, in BSD and in, in uh, uh, out out here in, in Tangerang. I was running my boot camp already. Must have already been more than a year at that time. Um, so I was doing I was doing high intensity training. I was I was prescribing high intensity training to to my to my bootcamp community, um, and uh, and and funny that you mentioned these things like the 300 workout because back in must have been like 2010 or 2011, whenever that whenever that uh, that series that um, that TV series of Spartacus when that came out, there was obviously an, an accompanying Spartacus workout which which we did a couple of times and it, it also completely crushed us. It was. Yeah, it was something with like lunges and then squats and push-ups and pull-ups and all that stuff. Um, but at, at high intensity, something that we hadn't 
a way that we hadn't trained before. Um, uh, yeah, not not taking breaks between sets was kind of unheard of, <laughs> and uh, and it, yeah. It, uh, so I wasn't I wasn't necessarily a stranger to to high intensity, and then I came to CrossFit, and it was all these. I guess in a way, running my boot camp, it was it was great and it was fun and, and I loved it, but it wasn't like. I was by far the fittest one, right? And that, and that is isn't that isn't uh, that isn't because my fitness was so great, but it was because the people that came to my bootcamp were they were you know they were once a week, twice a week exercisers. They weren't they weren't in the same kind of fitness as my life mindset as, as it is for me. So so when I start when I then came to this CrossFit gym, it, it was <laughs> of all places it was CrossFit Wanderlust. I think the the CrossFit gym in, in Bali and uh, and there was all these people and they were you know they were just they were basically snatching my my one arm back squat weights and then and crap like that so so yeah so that that kind of opened my eyes to okay this is where this is where fitness can go right and um, and yeah and I think that that kept me going and I um, and I did my L1 relatively soon after that, uh, three, four months after that. Uh, yeah, and after, after that, I was totally hooked because I, I really saw that, oh, okay, these guys, before that, I guess, before being to Wanderlust and before um, doing the L1, I, I may have had the opinion that CrossFit is basically just people working out as hard as they can so they can, until they throw up every time and and basically, yeah, meatheads, meatheads trying to just smash themselves every time. But after the LL1, I realized uh, no, there's there's a methodology methodology behind it. There's there's um yeah, and 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 these coaches are like the good coaches are really really good coaches, and and, and that, that that definitely wanted uh, made me want to come back. You know, um, cool. Okay, so so you've you've basically been in at least in, in terms of Indonesia you've been in the CrossFit scene since day one essentially since the very first place here opened up um, and then how how long did you did you train there as a member before you kind of uh, went um, into coaching yeah. and then yeah yeah so um, at that time so that was probably that was that was at uh 2011 so i trained there as a member for probably around one one and a half years and then in 2012 uh, i went to get my l1s um just because i i was interested in it I, I had no aspirations to coach i had no aspirations to open a gym um or anything like that it was just i this is something i did and well i can increase my knowledge if i if i uh, if i if i took this course so at that time myself and a few of our mates um that we trained with uh back in the day shout out to adrian and josh um we went where are they now? and uh never heard those names where are they well, jo well josh um josh was coaching at uh, benkel for a while um i think i think he was mostly into riding bikes now from from what i hear um adrian still kicking ass doing what she does um i actually don't know where they train now to okay. be honest you put me on the spot there <laughs> i should i should but um anyway so we, we 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 went and uh we went and and took uh you know took the l1 and 
the thing the thing that made me was like oh like because i was kind of cocky man going coming into it because i already had these numbers like coming into crossfit at that time so like i was already like pulling you know quote unquote bigger numbers so i i, I was already like kind of a bit cocky mm. with it and i was you know young um so i but and in l1s i was like oh like you don't know anything like this is like this is difficult like you have to actually you know apply this and i know you have i've been on I, I listened to her and because of her actually i'm doing opex as well and now that's like a whole other thing in opex is like oh no this is like a whole new doing my opex uh uh recently um after chatting with john and afian so thanks to them for the uh, for the guidance um sorry so yeah so back then uh coming back from um getting my l1s um i was basically uh in this okay so my schedule at that time was i was going from work to go to simbrook to train and then coming back uh all the way up north north jakarta um and i was getting home at like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock every day and then you know in the morning i'd leave home around like 6 6 30 to go to my office in kuningan so that was like my commute i went from north jakarta to like central to like south and then back north you know like every day was like that and you know like when you're 22 23 like it you know it's fine like i didn't feel like it was taxing it was fine i could i could do it you know but then like around after like a year and a half basically it was like okay it's like a really it's i'm spending a lot of time in the car every single day like monday to like pretty much monday to saturday or you know at least four times a week and so at that time my brian was actually training my cousin's uh basketball team uh here in klapagading and they left their some of their equipment here um and they were just training out of his house like in the complex and since i just got my l1 he he was like hey uh do you want to train these guys like we have equipment from brian we um these guys are just training but you know for basketball we'll just train once a week so i was like yeah okay that's cool I, i get to practice i get to train myself and we didn't have a whole lot of equipment we you know it was just like a couple of barbells some kettlebells uh some med balls box maybe like a plyo box something no squat racks or anything like that and not not a lot of weights either um so i was just training those guys you know one time a week and while still going to brian's still going across to the equator and you know but i was getting home on that day that i was training them like 7 or 8 p.m which is awesome and then yeah. um so from one time a week became two, two times a week two times a week became three times a week and then i was like okay i'm just gonna train here um and then word caught on around the community so then people started coming and we didn't even we didn't even ask for um there was no membership or anything like that it was just like by donation like we had a donation box people just came and train it take us like four hours to train because we only had some you know equipment would take turns um things like that and then we started buying equipment we started buying equipment and yeah like we we yeah we started buying equipment and then just um started growing from there so yeah my my i guess like going into coaching was i just i just started i just started doing it um because these guys you know needed some training and i needed practice 
doing it. So, so that's what I did. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't skillful or knowledge, knowledgeable enough, um, that I felt like, or we didn't even have enough equipment that I felt like it warranted, you know, some sort of membership at that time, you know? So it was like, it was great. It was, it was just, um, it was just getting the reps in as far as, uh, coaching, getting the reps in as far as, you know, understanding how to run, you know, a group of people and things like that and and then applying what i've what i'd learned at that time um in a in a class setting um yeah so that was the beginning of um the the coaching so that was like that was like 2012 2000 yeah around 2012. wow okay yeah that's so you so i that sounds like those were the those were the origins of crossfit garuda basically yeah yeah well we didn't well yes i mean like as a community as a like yeah that was where it was so we still have guys that train with us from from that time you know a lot some of them are coaches at other places now um but they still come train with us um so we have uh a lot of people um you know from that time people got married people have kids they're still around in the community um yeah from from 2012 uh from that time yeah yeah so that was the beginning but we didn't um we didn't call it cross the guru we didn't actually affiliate until uh 2015 i believe yeah 2015 um before that we would we just didn't see it as um something that we really needed to do um but yeah um as time went on we decided okay well we have we have a nice nice membership base nice community uh, maybe it's time to uh time to affiliate you know yeah yeah, totally. And I mean, yeah. affiliation is a, is obviously a, a big step. It's a costly step, um, especially especially in Indonesia, where you where you kind of where the um, membership fees are not are not necessarily comparable to what you can to what you can uh, ask for in in Europe or in, or in the states. Yet the affiliation fee is, is the same, right? So um, so how many members do you yeah. need in this? How many members do you need in the states to make back three thousand uh, bucks in affiliation fee versus how many members do you need here? Uh, it's a totally different game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and, and that's not just in Indonesia. That's I think in Southeast Asia slash, I guess like other developing countries as well. And hmm. we've raised that, that issue with HQ before, like in town halls and different meetings and things like that. And um, yeah, we'll see if that's something that you know some sort of tiering affiliation scheme um would work or whatever i don't i don't i don't really know um but yeah you're right so that's um that it was a, a definitely a a business decision that needed to be made at that time okay but you've been affiliated uh throughout since since then you've never you've never stopped mm -hmm. so you're mm -hmm. coming yeah you're coming to you're coming to six or seven years now that's that's awesome I mean, that's since 2005. So five yeah, or 15, yeah, seven years, oh, 15, 15, I, 15, 15 okay. sorry. Since 2015. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Since 2005. 2005 would make you one of the first in the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. 2015. My bad. Okay. Well, awesome. Awesome. Okay. I mean, let's, um, uh, I could keep talking about, about this stuff <laughs> for, for another hour or so, but I want to, I want to segue and dive into um, talking about well, talking about your app, but also talking about the other important piece that you are um, that you're clearly passionate about and that you that you know a, a lot about, which is kind of the the whole mindset, um, stoic philosophy, uh, habit 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 formation, um, all that. So maybe we start with how did you get into into that 
topic? What what made you interested in in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sorry to the listeners, I keep doing this, which is going to the very beginning, and mm-hmm. the very beginning is usually quite a long time ago. So the very beginning of, I guess, my interest in self development, etc., came during uh, uni time. So basically, I growing up, I wasn't the most studious person. I was just like really not really interested in not that interested in uh, academics and um but basically during uni i i decided that i would apply myself and try to like develop myself as best i can reading different books etc with the sole purpose of talking to girls so that was like the main motivation i I felt like if i want to talk to girls i needed to have something interesting to talk about and for me to have interesting things to talk about i needed to have some sort of knowledge to to be there and then you know that's where you know uh, you know reading these books started you know becoming what i did um at least like then i would be you know it wasn't like i hope I, it wasn't in like a sleazy way but it was like you know just so i'd be just so i wouldn't just be there and have nothing to say yeah. um <laughs> so that was like the beginning beginning of it um how i got into meditation was at that time i was with my um my girlfriend in uni i had a weird insecurity about um her ex-boyfriend and i realized that was just my own stuff like nobody else that wasn't like a pro with nobody else in that equation or like no there was no one else that was like causing these things it was all in my head and one of my friends at the time who was into meditation was like was telling me about how he was doing meditation and how it helped him so then i just started doing that um he he gave me this nice little book uh, about it and then i just practiced meditation and um i used it to get over that insecurity you know and and you know i would how it actually looked was i would sit there i would sit there and imagine his face and then all these weird insecurities would come up and then i would just sit with it and then it would go away and then I would do it again and then and then it would go away i would do it again and it would go away so then it, you know over time it, it was this i guess a, a a practice of compassion or whatever they call it that but i didn't know it back then i was just like i need to get rid of this insecurity this is some weird thing that's just in my mind like why is this here like i don't know this guy like this guy doesn't know me but this uh, just makes me feel weird i need to, i need to sort this problem out so that's how it started like in meditation and after it that was um that was resolved what else can i do it with so then i just started listing down every single insecurity that i had and then i just went down the list like every day just meditating and like bringing up all these thing and then just like tried to you know bring it up oh this makes you feel like this and then just be like oh yeah but that's just like a feeling and then it just and it would just go away and then the next thing and the next thing and i and i just did that so that's how i guess in the beginning it was it was that and it was very i guess like yeah it was like a very raw and very like not sexual driven but like you know just like stuff that an 18 year old would do you know um you know uh, uh, with, with with i guess like uh the the goals of an 18 year old or like the problems of an 18 year old uh would face so so that's how it began um over the years i have applied it and made it more structured to fit into you know my schedule um when i started work coming back to indonesia started working 
obviously like I was trying to, I was just trying to make the best out of the time. Like, because, you know, there was people in, you. I mean, we're stuck in traffic a lot here. And, you know, I'm trying to juggle between the gym and, you know, uh, a, a corporate, you know, at the office and having a social life. And I had a, you know, I have a social life. Like I was partying, I was going to the gym. I was, got, you know, clocking the hours at work. I felt like I, if I didn't, organize my time in a way that is structured like i wouldn't be able to be good at well in my mind good at all those things mm. so that so then it became a necessity for me to um plan out my time and structure out my time in that way um and then you know that's i mean back in uni that's when i was uh exposed to like books like you know uh seven habits of highly effective people and think uh, you know things like that um so I just applied that. I just applied those. And then over time, how I got into stoicism was, um, I believe from, I think it's from the, it's, it's called the Aubrey Marcus podcast now, but it used to be called the Warrior Poet podcast. And it's by the, it's by the founder of Onnit who is what's a supplement company Joe Rogan also owns it and I was like really into that stuff back then like around like 2010 2011 I was like super into that I'd listen to it every day um and just try to absorb as much information as I can I'm stuck in traffic anyway right going mm -hmm. to and from work um so and yeah they mentioned it on that and and I started like just reading into it. I was like okay this is like something that's very you know um very useful it was very useful and I was like, okay. Um, I, and I had a idea at that time. So this is probably, yeah, around like 2000, I want to say around 13, 14. I was like, okay, if there is this set of philosophy, right? It's a stoic philosophy and that all the stuff is already there, right? Whenever I read it, I'm like, hey, oh, this stuff is useful. Let me apply it, right? But it was done in a very ad hoc way. So what I mean is, I might see it on back then it was tumblr like people who use tumblr tumblr is a social media guys if if you if uh for those of you who are younger and don't know um so i would see it on tumblr and i'm like oh damn like that's that's useful you know like let me write that down so i'll write it down and i'll have it in my um like my notebook and stuff and when i see it i'm like yeah like i'm gonna apply that you know what i mean so it was done in an ad hoc way so around 2013 14 i was like why am i doing it this way what if I structure it so that every day I'm able to get something and every day I try to apply it. So around, and, and then, yeah, so, that, so then that's what I did. I, 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 um, I, I Googled a bunch of their, um, a bunch of like, just like stoic quotes, diff actually different quote. It wasn't just stoic quotes. It was just like different quotes, inspiring quotes. And then I would, I would journal them during in my morning journal. Um, so I did that from yeah probably around 2014 2015 um and i found that like i was able to basically write those thought patterns or write those principles as if they were my own and in the beginning it's just like yeah they're not my own right they're just like someone is from epitetus or like so whatever like someone else said it right but by applying that early in the morning i found that over time i could create my it's almost like it wasn't instinctual but at least i had the cognition to 
be like, oh, I, I've, I've, I have looked at something before. There is a solution to this. There is a certain perspective um, to look at this situation. So I just did that. And then around 2015, 16, 17, um, I, I structured that into my everyday that I was, um, I was able to train well, well, as well as I could. Um, I was, you know, doing uh, what I felt was doing well at the company um, and things like that. And I, and I really felt like I was, I was doing it, man. I felt like, yeah, mm. like, you know, I was working hard. I'm getting, I'm getting things done. Like every day I was like, yeah, I'm the man. Like I'm the, I, th I thought that, honestly, I thought that. And in a 2018 or like 2017, basically I was able to help um, a family business grow, grow quite significantly, like seven times in like one year or like a year and a half. And this was like, yeah, 2017, that was when all that happened. So I was like 28, 29 years old and I was just cocky. I was so cocky. I was just, like yeah like i'm you know like i'm i'm like that i was like yeah i'm like that i i work out i i have a social life i'm i and and i do this i was like what don't i do you know like that kind, kind of a little bit like that like um but uh you know as fast as it came like 2018 everything just like went to shits um excuse my language um straight away uh immediately all these problems started popping up all at once and it was crazy man like the level of stress that happened um, during that time. Uh, basically, a tsunami came, earthquake came, wiped out uh, our, our, our power plant, and then just like everything just went just crazy. Um, we had to, you know, yeah, just just deal with that basically. Um, Subsect uh, following that was just this like crazy high stress time where, you know, I would, I would need to excuse myself from meetings in the office. Like I have to go throw, I would have to go vomit, like throw up. Um, I wake up in cold sweats every night. I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. Um, I would, uh, uh, oh, I had body cramps. I had body cramps, like weird, because it's just so, so much stress. And I was addicted to cigarettes as well at, the, at that time, like super addicted cigarette turned to like alcohol, just drinking a lot. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, still doing CrossFit, like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a good mind space to be in, but that was the situation. Um, so from that, I was, I was uh, basically, you know, crippled. I couldn't function every day. I was like, I would be so stressed out. I couldn't, I just couldn't do anything at that time. I couldn't go to see, I couldn't even string together sentences. You know, I stopped all the good habits that I basically was doing before I stopped working out a total of like, probably like seven, eight months. I stopped working out zero. Didn't even, didn't even go for a run. You know, like I just did nothing. I was just, everything was just wake up, go to the office, just deal with stuff, come back home, uh, drink, try and fall asleep you know like that's like every day and that was like for months it was like that and then over time we got help over time we we're able to you know resolve things one by one and then i felt like okay if i'm going to quote unquote get out of this because i i realized that wasn't a healthy you know thing that i was doing um and i and, I, and it wasn't healthy and it wasn't you know i wasn't in a good mental space i told my friends like hey you know i'm not in a good mental space like uh you know i'm struggling like mentally um 
you know, and and I and I need to get out of this. Um, and then I realized, okay, what was what were the things that I was doing before this when I felt like I was on the up, right? So like, what did that structure look like? What did the morning routine look like? So I just I listed those things down, and then and then I started doing them again, um, and then. I couldn't go to sleep at that time. I literally couldn't go to sleep. Every night I could not go to sleep. My mind would just be firing still, right? Or if I fall asleep, maybe like one and a half hours, I would wake up again and I would just be drenched in sweat. I had to change my bed sheets. It was just, it was, it was a living nightmare. Um, so I needed something to help me go to sleep as well at night. So then that's what I did. I, I was like, okay, if I do these, 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 these things like this, it should help me go to sleep. Then I just applied that and then you know really start to build that up so that's towards like end of 2018 going in 2019 i had this set i had this structure to bring into my day and that allowed me to be effective um going into work allowed me to be effective when i'm at the gym allowed me to be effective um when i'm with my family um and and, and my loved ones um so it was like i needed to have something concrete in the day so that I wouldn't be crippled by anxiety and that I would be functional. Um, so that's, 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 that structure. Uh, fast forward, basically I, I just kept doing that structure and, you know, able to be productive in the company, able to train well, um, you know, got rid of the bad habits, got rid of, you know, I, I was, I was, this is how addicted I was to cigarettes. I would wake up in the morning wanting to have a cigarette. I would finish a workout and go out and try to have a cigarette. That's how addicted I was to cigarettes. Like it's so addictive. It was so, it had like this grip on me. Um, but yeah, I was able to quit after, I don't know how many years I was, you know, but I was really addicted in, in that in that period of time. Um, but yeah, got, got rid of that, you know, no more. Um, and then yeah, able to train well, able to, I guess like fix my nutrition um, with the thanks to, my girlfriend, now fiance, shout out to Leah. Love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like, so this structure basically helped me get through that. All right. So fast forward, I, then the pandemic hit and I saw like, oh, oh like a lot of, there was people's lives were disrupted. You know, people's lives were, were, um, were disrupted. They, they went into this stressful situation. Meanwhile, I just kept going what I did, even though, the, I mean, it affected me too, it affected us too. But I, because I had the structure, I was able to be functional. I was able to be effective with whatever else was happening on the outside, you know? Um, so I was like, oh, maybe this can be replicated because I didn't invent the stuff that I was doing. You know, this is all stuff from, you know, stuff that I learned from Tim Ferriss, from Tony Robbins, from, you know, even like, yeah, old school, like Stephen Covey, or, you know, like all of this, stuff that, that, that I put together into the structure, um, maybe it can be replicated, right? Into something. So then I spoke with my brother. My brother is actually a, uh, a, a developer. He has a, um, uh, a software developer company. Um, and he basically said like, yeah, that's, that's a cool idea, but, uh, you don't have a market, man. Like he was like, you know, like you can spend money and, uh, and make this app or mobile app or you know desktop app or whatever you think it's supposed to be but um you know most fa i mean most apps or most 
of these services fail not because they don't have a an app they have an app you know they have usually great people you know making these apps but it's because they don't have a market or like they don't have customers or they don't know who their customers are so with that i was like okay so what can i do and he's like okay so this is like a in like a journal form he's like why don't you just try to see and validate whether or not this works like this method has obviously worked for you and you're used to using it um would this work for other people can you teach this to other people and 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 help and 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 get them to use it you know what i mean so that's what i did um that's what i did and uh, that we 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 i started the habitat project um and just started getting people to basically do that do that structure um and after months of you know i guess like going through these one-on-ones with 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 this group of guys it seems like okay it's it's being validated like these guys have increased their productivity they have you know decreased their anxiety increased their contentment become more healthy getting better relationships getting better um getting better i guess yeah relationships with themselves and with other people and um, able to kind of focus on what's within their control, etc., uh, etc. Et so all the good stuff. Um, so from there, now I had a group of guys that were doing this, and because now this idea is validated, then we went and um, did the app and basically cut down all the features into what we thought was going to be something that could be useful in me um, and this group of people at least are able to um able to able to able to use immediately i'm so grateful for them they you know they they, they gave me a chance they gave this a chance i didn't i mean like it, it was like not a proven thing you know what i mean it was just like whatever like you know i just you know and, and but they believe they they gave me a chance and uh we went through and did the work uh we would meet up weekly we did, we did the work and 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 just you know uh progress to where we are now so i'm really grateful for for these guys and and what they what they've done um and yeah now we are at beta testing um it's longer than uh than i had originally expected uh but hopefully we will be able to go into the closed launch um for the app uh for it's called habit app at the moment um working title uh, <laughs> uh yeah in the, in the next hopefully in the next couple of weeks super cool man and i, I mean there's so many so many points i could i could try and pick up on on this but i mean first the first thing that strikes me is like i'm i'm fascinated that these these things that um that you now talk about they're like morning routine journaling um having an, an evening routine a kind of a, a wind down to make sure you're not, not as anxious and and can basically can get your mind to quiet down and sleep um meditation that all of these things you And again, it might be the, the kind of the circles that, that I'm in or, or the, the kind of things that I follow on, on social media and so on. But it feels like they are almost commonplace by now. But for you to, to basically have been doing them eight or nine years ago is, is amazing. I, I don't think anyone, I'm sorry, not, not obviously not anyone, but hardly anyone was thinking of that back then, right? So, so that's... That's pretty cool. Uh, just uh, yeah, I just want to put that out there. That's that's awesome that you've been that you've been doing that for so long and that you've been consistent with it. Um, obviously, with that with that exception of that 
of that six seven month uh, um, hell period. I, I just um, want to cut you off quickly. Sorry, sorry, just quickly. I don't want to. I don't want your audience to think that I just like magically became like that. I was very lucky to have a very close group of friends that I grew up with who were all uh, very into. Yeah, like meditate. Like I said, I started meditation because some of my friends were doing it, you know. So like they were into that, and um, you know, into just like trying to uh, actively better better ourselves. But it wasn't done in like I, I I don't think it was done in a weird way. It was just more like yeah, like okay, well that makes sense, and you know, like if you want to do a lot of things, you got to make sure that you know you you your your um, you're allocating your resources mm. properly you know so so i i'm i just wanted to s- just slip it in there quickly that wasn't just something that i came up with on my own um my friends uh have a lot a lot to do with it and yeah i'm very lucky to to uh to have these guys as my friends yeah no i mean totally but then again i mean that's that's also part of part of uh, this kind of this whole mindset of uh, of of growth and self-improvement is is the environment and it is the social support right it is it is making sure you're spending time or yeah making sure you're being influenced by the right people with the right influences and um there's this there's this saying that you you are you kind of you're the average of the of the five people you spend most of your time with so yeah so better think about think about what these people or who these people are and and what they stand for and if, if all they do is is uh yeah is is complain and uh, and blame others then well probably you're doing that too then right um so so that um that's yeah you maybe you you think it's it's luck or you were lucky that you were in that circle but it's it's also you were part of that circle right so you were one of those five people for the others um and and if you had been like oh meditation is bullshit then then maybe they would have been like discouraged too at that time so um uh, yeah you never know it's it, it all it all hangs it's all interconnected so this is this is super cool and then um really cool story how you kind of you know lost lost your way in in uh, in a sense and then and then managed to to claw yourself back out of that with with this in mind um and and as you say right it, it's not new stoic philosophy <laughs> 2000 years or, or more it's not that we suddenly invented it, uh, uh, or we came up with, or even even whoever we heard it from came up with that. And it's it's been around for a while, and um, and that that just goes to show that it works, right? It, it um, whatever whatever problem you're facing, someone has faced it before, right? You you're not you're not yeah. that, you're not that yeah. special slow, snowflake who's who has a unique problem. So how, uh, how do you how do you use it, Joe? Like how like um yeah, in terms of specifically talking about stoic philosophy how, how is it that you how have you found it useful hmm. yeah i think for me it's so it's i'm trying to recall how i first came about it it must i i'm, I'm thinking it was probably through through ben bergeron's podcast that i first kind of got into this and i i mean he doesn't even refer to it as stoic but he's he's basically been on about this um control what you can control and let go of everything else he's been on about that mm-hmm. since since forever and i and i think um if i um reading his his first book uh, chasing excellence um 
a couple of years ago. I, I still think that's, and I mean, obviously he, he paints the picture in that way, but it, I think that kind of mindset is what made his athletes so, so dominant, so really, really good back in a time, mm-hmm. back in a time when not everyone was thinking that. I think now, and again, this is, this is kind of maybe the bubble that we live in or that, uh, that I operate in. Now it feels like this is the common mindset, right? Everyone, it feels like everyone in the, in the functional fitness space or at least in the CrossFit space um, gets it, right? It's like, I can control this. I can't control the rest. I can't control what the workout will be, whatever it is, I can't control that. So I focus on what I can control. Um, and, uh, and I- He changed the algorithm. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> um, but uh, what was I saying? Um, I think, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I, I came about it. This, this you, you can't con- uh, control or, yeah, you, you can only control, you can only react to um, uh, what you can control. Oh, wait. I might, it might, just as I'm speaking now, I might be lying. I might have read The Obstacle is the Way first, um, Ryan Holiday's Obstacle is the Way. It might have been that first. And that, obviously, that is really steeped in uh, in stoic stuff. And, and, and I, I love Ryan's stuff until today. Um, although, I must say, none of none of his later books um, were quite as good or quite quite as impactful for me as, as Obstacle is the Way. I mean, the... Ego is the enemy is great and all, and and I, I'm still coming to grips with, uh, you know, how to, how to uh, better control, better control the ego and basically just be, yeah, be more, be more aware of of, of my limitations. Um, and <laughs> side note, I should have done scale in the open and should not have tried to go RX because I'm I'm clearly not at that level, but the ego got the better of me. So. Um, so yeah, funny that. Um, so yeah, so these two things, like Ben Bergeron's podcast, the obstacle is the way, and then I started. Um, then I started getting the the daily stoic email. So now I like I, I read the daily stoic. Uh, I got the book. I, I read a few chapters here and there, um, and I think, especially, especially over the pandemic, I have seen how it's just been really, really useful to to think that way. Before, perhaps before the pandemic, I was mostly applying this kind of mindset to to the gym, to like to training, to, to workouts, to to the odd competition that I did. But once when the pandemic came, I really started thinking, or yeah, I really started this this um, this mindset. This this uh, you can only control what you can control, and and maybe obstacle is away maybe the problem is here for a reason um that kind of mindset and i noticed how how just other people including within my family don't well they don't have that mindset or they, or they don't they haven't thought about it that way and they just the the let's say the emotional roller coaster to things that happens is just much much more the amplitude is just much much higher whereas i'm able to kind of keep things more chilled and I think that's like the biggest the biggest benefit I've I've gotten out of it yeah um can you give us an example of of what of the of just being chill when things are not chill around you because I get sometimes I love like sometimes it sometimes it can be in the wrong way 
sometimes it can be taken as you know not caring i'm sorry it's not that i don't care i care yeah. i care just like everybody else but you know sometimes just that's we got to focus on what's within our control yeah. you know what yeah. i mean so um yeah so no totally. can you give us an example where that ha- that has you know yeah totally yeah. totally i mean like just uh, and this is not even one specific example because this has happened so many times right whenever you hear of uh, someone testing positive in your community or, or in your in your social circle and you're like and and yeah and other people just freak out it's like oh no i'm, I'm definitely gonna get it I, i met this person for like two seconds and i'm like well if you are or if you aren't right it's that's done right you're not going to meet them anymore now because you know they're positive so that's done chill and you know do your precautions eat your vegetables um, sleep enough and and hope for the best right <laughs> so that kind of thing and it's and yeah it, it does it can easily come across as not caring and that's that is dangerous especially uh, in the family right because they they don't they don't like it when you don't when when it looks like you're not attuned to their problems <laughs> uh, yeah cool well wow. i mean but the thing with covid is well okay i i mean you use covid as an example it's like and i'm not trying to make light of it i know you know i know how serious it can be mm-hmm. right but i'm just saying like just like anything that is negative that can happen if it's already happened Mm-hmm. right if it's already happened it's already happened you're not you, can, you know like at this point in time it's already happened right you don't have to you don't have to suffer unnecessarily from it so one thing that i kept saying and it and i'm sure it annoyed people was like i'm already positive i don't have to have a bad time like yeah. i kept saying that yeah. and people were like that's reckless and all this stuff and i'm like Yeah okay I'm I'm not not isolating myself I'm still isolating myself and, and you know doing all of that and 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 you know doing the precaution I'm just not having a bad time mm. I'm just having a good like I'm just trying to have the best time that I can have with this Yeah you know um so I don't know if that's something that you experience as well but you know you had a covid example there so I just wanted to you know yeah. put that in there no. like, if you already if what if x has already happened and you already got the pain from x mm-hmm. You don't have to suffer unnecessarily beyond that, you know. Like, the, that, for me, that's that's like the biggest thing. Totally, totally. And I mean, I think that that sums up that sums up perfectly exactly what what this mindset is, what kind of the essence of this mindset is for me, and and why it's why it is so powerful and so impactful. Because, and it's, I mean, yeah, there, there's COVID, but I, I have I have examples from, you know, from from work life, right? Things. You, you know you have to do something that or yeah someone asked something of you that you don't like someone someone said something about you that you didn't like well it already happened right so why are you just beating yourself up more about it mm. um, so it's this is this is so good and if you can and I'm, i'm not saying i'm i'm anywhere near having having it perfected but or having mastered it but if you if you can but it's already useful for you right for, if you, totally. it's already useful for you exactly so that's the thing sometimes sometimes we do that to ourselves man we're like oh but i need to get gain a mastery of it it's like no nah, but you solved the problem that you solved today right mm. so if you already solved the problem you solved today why are you out there looking for more problems like just <laughs> you know that, that those times will come those times will come and the obstacle is the way you know and then to go with that so just chill. you know what i mean like the, when the, whatever came came and you had this 
mindset, philosophy, or perspective to get to get it over with, and 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 it worked for you at that time. Be happy with that, man. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally. Yeah, totally do. Um, okay. I mean, conscious of time, and I know we've been we've been going for a good hour already. Um, I want to like I want to wrap up with um, yeah, with with um, with what's coming with what's coming with your app, and eh? like you said, it's gonna go it's gonna go into circulation or it's gonna go into release quite soon. So how can people you know maybe learn more about it? How could people get on it? And it's gonna be is it gonna be available for everyone? Is it gonna be you know how to, how will it work? Basically, how can people how can people learn more about it? So the best way to learn more about it is on website that project after this that's going to be easier um and our instagram is habit app uh, underscore so the the plan at the moment is we will release this into our closed launch so those people that put their hand up and say you know i'm interested in this joe included um so in the closed launch we'll basically see um who is using the app how it's being used over a period of time and basically try to validate this initial idea at the end of the first month we will look at how many people still remain mm-hmm. we will look at what, what app uh what features of what habits were being used and also what was being shared so those are the only three things that we will uh track we, we don't we in this first version we're not uh we don't have accounts so there's no personal information on there everything is saved on your own devices all we see is just a data point uh in terms of numbers who like how many people there are. we don't know who they are but in in uh, uh, sort of users and basically at the end of the month if we were able to have 30% retention out of this user which i've been told is on the high side but 30% users remain then we have something in our hands then we have something that we can work with in that 30% we will look at what were the most used features and how they were being used and we will have uh well dialogue and understanding to to look for understanding with the users as to how they are using it to solve their um day-to-day problems um how they're using how the app is is helping solve these problems and what they require the app to do or how they're using it um to begin with with that understanding then we can go even more focused into those sets of features in order to um help improve um basically the usage of the app um in terms of shares we would like to see well what 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 people what the users have think uh, thought it's you know share worthy because you can say that it's good but is it really that good it's really good if you share it you know what mm-hmm. i mean if you want somebody else so we'll have a look at what's being shared and get an understanding with that so that's basically the first step is just validating this idea um that's if it's at you know the 30% retention rate and i'm just going to Kanye this right now let's make it at 30% retention rate but yeah. if it's not which could happen if it's not it could happen um then we will still have the data points and we will make a decision based on the data point what is more useful and create something off that um meanwhile all this whilst all this is going 
we have with the current users, uh, the inhabitants, a weekly meetup. So we, we come in, we talk about um, how the week's been, how the habits are going. We sort of keep each other accountable, what we're working on, what projects we're doing, uh, challenges that come up. And we kind of, you know, uh, bounce ideas off each other. And, and, and so during this whole time, we will also have these conversations to help us understand um, well how can we help how can we help develop something that can be more useful um, for, for, for the guys who, who are using it so to I guess answer your question will it be available for everyone after the closed launch if we have it will be open for everyone but before that we need to validate the idea in the closed launch so this is like ground zero you know testing kind of seeing how things are going um and seeing what works because at the end of the day um this is a this is a service this is a this is a product and a service um and the only way we can serve is if we know what we're doing and the only way we know how we, what we're doing is we continue to with our and, and engage with um our inhabitants, our users, um, understand how they're using this and understand how, what problems they have and how we can help uh, solve those problems. Sweet. Wow. Sounds like, yeah, sounds like still, I mean, a lot of work has been done, but a lot of work is, uh, is still ahead and, uh, and I'm super excited to see. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, I, um, when it comes to apps, the thing is, uh, and I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I'm, I'm always reluctant to to use I'm reluctant to use apps that require you to kind of use them before you go to bed, right? Because like 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 if you wanted to reflect on your day, if, if your app was your journal, you'd be yeah you'd be using it before you go to bed. And then on the other hand, I want to not use a device before I go to bed because because I know that's mm -hmm. that's disruptive to sleep. Yeah. So that that's always that's always like this dilemma that I'm that I'm facing. But I. I'm now treating it as a trade-off where I think that the benefits that I'm going to get from sitting down and reflecting on my day is probably going to outweigh the bit of the bit of an impact on my sleep that uh, that looking at the phone before I go to bed will have. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about about this and I'm, I'm hoping to hoping to use it and hoping to get get you guys some some good data as well. Yeah, appreciate it, man. And just to answer that, uh, I guess like query. Um, absolutely like we try not to view a lot of uh, blue light like uh, you know late into the night um, to you know it disrupts our sleep um, the features of the night routine are, are structured in a way that gradually puts us in position to be able to sleep so um, the start of it can actually be started you know hours before mm. before bedtime uh it doesn't have to be as you're going to bed so it really depends on how you want to use it um how how it can be useful for you and that's how with um, you know this in this closed launch that's what we're trying to learn like okay what time are people um doing this uh you know are they instead of just mindlessly watching Netflix or something, for example, or, or, or binging on whatever, um, are they replacing that with this set of routine? And is that a better, um, is that more beneficial for them? Something like that. 
um obviously if you're already if you already have a routine and you know then and, and that's and that's helping um yeah then 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 that's what that is you know that that works for you works for whoever and then you wouldn't have to use the app but we still get the you, you we still get the data points as to what um what features are being used and that at the end of the day is it's not a i guess like someone not using the app as we thought they should use it um is not a failure point but it is very valuable to us because more well, to me because then i understand out of this set of habits which ones are the ones being used um across the board like from all the different users you know so um it's just a learning journey it's just you know i'm just trying to understand and trying to validate this uh what we have right now um and yeah i mean let's see what the uh what's on the other side super cool super cool uh, yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it and i'm i'm sure uh, i will i will be recommending it uh, to others as well once i once it's in open market um awesome stuff well and uh that was super cool um really thanks for your time and thanks for sharing all of uh, all of that with your background super interesting i'm always super interested to also hear about like the the early beginnings of the crossfit scene here in uh, in jakarta because because obviously i uh i came in i came to jakarta i guess i came to if i had gone straight into crossfit i, I might have been in the early days as well i i've been here since 2015 but but i only really got into crossfit in 2018 and it feels it feels like it was already an established thing at the time but it actually i don't think it was and i think it still isn't right i, I think it's as as much as as you guys as much as uh, the bankels and 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 whoever else have have done for for crossfit and for functional fitness in in this country there's there's still there's still much growth um that's 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 possible and that that's that will hopefully happen here so yeah so always always excited and always happy to uh, to hear about the beginnings um share with them um, uh, share with people who are who've been there the long time um and uh, super cool super cool well yeah thank you thanks so much and to all the listeners uh, i hope uh, I hope you're still here after this hour plus conversation but I really hope you you guys enjoyed it as much as I did um and and got something out of it and I'm looking forward to using the habit app to improve uh, improve and optimize your life as well. Thank you and hear you next time. Thank you Joe, thank you. Really appreciate it, bro.